Jowson, sweetie, please drop that beat to start the show. The Romantic Truth Podcast extends a loving and warm welcome to listeners in celebration of our sixth year of the show. We wish you a promising 2024. Please be advised that due to the language, subject matter, and topics of the show, adults 18 years of age and older are highly recommended for this content. Uninterrupted and commercial-free listening. Now, since all of that is over, I would like to take this opportunity and introduce you to the host of Romantic Truth, Jaosan in Las Vegas. Hi everyone, Jocelyn with you here, Romantic Truth, Las Vegas, keeping it real. Hope everything's going well for you. Now, remember I talk about a lot of um, dealing with your adult kids. Now, as you know, I don't have any children. But I was married to a woman that did. And a couple of things I can tell you. Parents are genuinely, usually I would say, involved in the hope and success of their children. Parenting doesn't stop, of course, when they turn 18. But you're kind of hoping that they get a little bite of life and where they can sustain themselves, because you're not going to live forever, right? Now, this gentleman... I will give him credit. He's what a good dad does when it comes down to his child, especially his daughter. And the kids get upset when the parents hold them accountable and want to find out the facts. Now, when I was growing up, one thing my parents always told me Never to lie to us, never lie to the police, never lie to a lawyer. They didn't say anything about a doctor. And I used to ask, why is that? So that we're not throwing something for naught. Because we could be your best friend, your best ally, and we could be your worst enemy if you deceive us. Made sense to me. Now, here's the thing that I find interesting. In this situation, the daughter is kind of ashamed to kind of reveal to her dad what's going on. And most daughters are because they're afraid of dad overreacting. Oh, some of you ladies, you know you have to definitely be the buffer when it comes down to things that you know your man might be upset about and you have to kind of soften the blow and handle things yourself and some of you do it because you don't want to get him in any trouble so for instance a guy makes a pass at you and instead of you um, telling him honey he he made a pass at me you handle it yourself saying well you know I'm happily married uh, I have a boyfriend thank you very much and you move on the only time she's really going to come for her man is when there's something that's really egregious. Now, I want you to listen to this gentleman. And then 
I'll give my comments afterwards. Okay, so if you are a parent of kids who are grown, um, the legal age of 21, or and live out on their own, or kids that are getting ready to move out, if you don't take my advice and heed this warning, you deserve everything you're fixing to fucking get. Case in point. Go to, my, go to my kid's house this morning. I stopped by a store, got a little basket, got some, you know, laundry detergent, towel stuff, just a little nice house stuff. Went to drop it off her porch. She's at work. No problem. She's at work. Well, I pull up the front porch. There's this thing on the front door. Wait, what's that? Hmm. Now, I'm 54 years old, and I've been around this motherfucker for a while, so I know that there is something wrong. So I'm nosy and petty, so I go up there, and I peel it off the front door, take it out a little plastic slip. It's an eviction notice. An eviction notice. <sighs> These kids. So I said, I'm not going to call her. I'm not going to text her. She'll know something's wrong. So I started calling people with eviction plays. I, I can't do it. Can't do it. Not my responsibility. So I go to work. Mm -hmm. I pulled up in that bitch, pulled right up in the parking lot. I called her. Hey, Dad, what's going on? Hey, Dad, what's, what's wrong? Nothing. Where you at? I'm in the parking lot. My parking lot? Yep, come on out. What? Come on out. What's wrong? I need you to come out the parking lot right now. I hung that bitch up. She comes out the parking lot. What's this? Because what? What is it? You tell me. What is it? I don't know what you're talking about. I said, what's, what's going on in your house? I don't know. What are you talking about? It's an eviction notice. Why aren't you paying your bills? I am paying my bills. I am paying my bills. It's just my paycheck's been short for about four months, and I've been trying to ask for, for extra hours. You're on salary, chick. Your paycheck's not short. Mm -mm. You're on salary. What, what What's going on? Tell me what's going on. Well, Michael needed Michael needed a Michael wanted a car, so he, he couldn't get it because the credit's messed up. So I co-signed for him, and I'm really trying to just to work it out with that and, and get it done. I said, "Why would you co-sign on somebody that we hadn't seen in about three or four months? Where is Michael? To had to, I don't want to get into it. Oh, we getting into it. We getting into it right fuck now. First of all, where's Michael at? I I want Michael's ass." Dad, Michael's been in jail for 90 days. You got to be kidding. Listen, what's he in jail for? For writing bad checks. So you've got somebody who can't pay their bills that you've helped get a loan for that's affecting your credit. But what's it got to do with this? Why, why is your rent not being paid? Because my paycheck's been short. Well, I get, but why is your paycheck short? She goes to tell me that she that she goes and gets a damn payday loan with 497% interest on it, and they're taking $319 out of her paycheck every two weeks. And she's breaks down, she starts crying. My rent's four months past due. They they repossessed the car. No, they haven't. No, please don't tell me that. So listen. This is the summary of this. Them fucking kids, it don't fucking make a matter if they're living at your house, if they're grown, if they're gone. Leave them motherfuckers at home. Leave them at home because all they're going to do is cause you emergency room visits. 
I'm headed there now. Good luck. Now, you see, ladies, as men, we're sentinels when it comes down to women. Our girlfriends, our wives, and our daughters. Nieces, you name it. If she's female, we're going to try to protect her. That's the way it goes. He's doing what a dad, a good dad does. He's concerned about his little girl because she'll always be a little girl to him. She'll never be a full-grown woman. He'll respect her being a grown woman. Just like you ladies still see your son as your little boy, even though he's a grown man. Because you know the mechanics. You got the blueprint of him from birth. Hell, in many cases, you actually were the one that introduced him to things that he likes, such as ice cream and those kind of things. So you know what works. Well, here's the thing. And I can understand him being frustrated because she's with an ain't-shit guy. That's the worst thing that a man wants to see his daughter with. Because the way, as men, the way we look at it, if we're going to entrust you with a female that we are related to or associated with, you better make damn sure you meet that standard. Now, True enough, a lot of men will kind of cut the guy some slack if the daughter's really crazy about it. And he doesn't want to be this person that she's trying to avoid. He still wants to have that open dialogue with her. But the problem, she probably doesn't really want to tell him the truth about things. Because had this been addressed earlier, Oh, dad would have stepped in. His baby was not going to be evicted out of that house. Now, the dude's ass probably would have been gone, but not her. And see, where it comes down to is, as men, we have to prepare our little girls and daughters for the type of men that are out there, that they have to navigate around, they have to avoid. Ladies, you know you do this with your sons. You know damn well if your son brought a woman home and you didn't approve of her, didn't like her, you already know. You can specifically tell him what you don't like about her because you're a woman. And you know what to look for. He's a man, he doesn't. And it's the same way with women sometimes when they go for a guy. I'll never forget when a lady broke up with me. I had met her family. And her mom and dad told her in the living room that night, you're a damn fool for breaking up with him. He's a better man than the one you're going to get. At the time, they never met the guy that she was messing around on me with. 
the guy cleaned her out for everything she had. Everything. And she had to boomerang back home. Now, in this case, he would rather for his little girl to be at home. So, not so that he could lord over her and control her. It's so that he can kind of show her the ropes on what she needs to look for and what she doesn't to get her back on her feet. He don't want to see her married four, five, six times. He don't want to see her carrying a whole bunch of baby daddies around. He's trying to look out for her best interests, as most good parents do. And that's what it takes sometimes. And unfortunately, there are some women who are brought up without fathers. And so the first experience they have with a man may be their first date. And in other cases, it may be an unfortunate situation where a man may have forced himself on her or something like that. So the learning curve is a little bit broader for them. But there are a few things, ladies. See, an ain't shit guy, one thing he's going to do with you, the first thing he's going to do with you, he's going to first choose the weakest woman he can. But she may have a nice package. She may be very attractive. But he's going to be someone that's malleable. And the reason why he wants this kind of person is because he's going to get less resistance from her, more compliance, especially if she believes everything he tells her. And even if he breaks promises, he gets mad, she's going to still make an excuse for him. That's the kind of women that many of those guys look for. And the reason for that, it leads to a lot of longevity for them in that relationship. See, the women that, that can figure that shit out quickly, they don't stay long. They're not going to waste, waste their time with the bullshit. But see, the problem many times over comes down to her not knowing. Her trying to change him. Her trying to fix him. See, as dads, they cover that with their daughters. If he's broken, don't try to fix him. That's his job to fix himself. He has to come to you correct. He's downtrodden as a man. Any man will tell you this if you're his daughter. If he's on his ass, leave him there. Let him pick himself up. You're meeting him halfway, damn it, the least he could do is do the same. That's the way it goes. But some of you have had that father figure missing in your lives. And you reach for that man. It doesn't necessarily mean there'll be a good one for you. It just means that he'll be a man. A male, I'll put it that way, not necessarily a man. 
And you're going to have to determine what's best for you. But it always helps to have the tools in order to decipher what be best and what wouldn't be. A man that's very controlling, he's not showing you love. He's showing you an insecurity. And with that insecurity, it leads to him wanting to be in control. And by him being in control, his word is the last word. Now, what men will do as a premise, a good man, whatever he does for you is, is to protect you. I gave you an example of that one time when I was going out with this lady and she wanted to go out to this damn party at this club. And I said, no, because I got intel that there's going to be some shit going on down there. Oh, you know, fun. I guess I'm not going to go then. The lie she told me. Tell my girlfriends, he can't tell me what to do. Who the hell he think he is? I wasn't telling her what to do. I was giving her an advisement. Well, she goes to this event and there's a lot of shooting. Well, the next time I said, you know, they were shooting over there. Why did I tell you not to go in the first place? I had no idea. Yeah, you did. You have an idea because I told you. You ignored it. But what I had to realize, feelings over logic, right? And this was not the first time something like that had happened with her. And I said, well, why the fuck should I care? If anything, I should just go out and take a life insurance policy on you because nine times out of 10, I'd benefit greatly from doing that as opposed to being your boyfriend. And of course, she didn't like that. Why do you think some of these grandmothers that live in some of these fucked up neighborhoods have life insurance on everybody in the family damn near? Because they know that many of them don't look at that as a priority. But it is. You got to preserve yourself as much as possible. You die, you're not coming back. Especially with some bullshit, such as a damn party in a nightclub where people are trying to show out and flare tempers. It's not worth it. It's not worth it at all. So kudos to this gentleman for giving a damn about his daughter because there's so many deadbeat dads out there and deadbeat moms. There are some of them out there too. They were not give a shit about their kid. This is the way a dad is supposed to really look after his daughter. He saw through the bullshit. Very inquisitive. 
asking questions. And even though she was embarrassed more than likely about what had transpired, that's okay. She's still his daughter. Ladies, gentlemen, never co-sign for any vehicle. Leases, mortgages, loans, no payday loans. That's a losing proposition. I can't tell you how many people I know right here in Vegas, they live by payday loans. The routine is they get their check, they go to the payday loan place, and they pay the majority of that check to the payday loan, or they pay the interest on the debt, and then they borrow more money. And it's a perpetual spiral going downward. Take it from a person who's taken out a couple of payday loans and learned his lesson. As soon as I saw what I was really doing with that interest rate, fuck this. You're paying 10 times the interest rate in most cases than you would for a credit card at its highest percentage. In some cases, 20 to 30 times. It's kind of funny, you have people that won't pay credit cards say that, oh, I don't like them credit cards, but they'll go to a payday loan place Never understood it. And the shit doesn't show up on your credit report unless you go to collections. It's not helping your credit any. And some of these institutions have gotten slick. A lot of these uh, credit card companies, be careful on those. Some of these little bullshit credit card companies that are out there, they'll give you a Visa MasterCard with a $700, $800 credit limit. And you get it? And what are they doing? Well, oh, for $35 more, we'll up your credit limit $100. And they keep doing it. Then what happens? You get in over your head. Then there are problems. And what kind of problems do you see from this? What kind of problems do you deal with this? It gets to a point where you're now underwater. Well, you can go get a debt consolidation loan if you're lucky. However, there are a couple other things you need to look at. Some of these credit cards, if you go to collections, or they don't put it down that you uh, defaulted on the credit card. they'll say that you defaulted on an investment. So it'll say something like, so-and-so investment house. It's more or less designed to make you look bad. 
it's like worse than the bank. It's like you owe an investment company. When in actuality, the only thing you have is a credit card from a hedge fund. So be careful. Be wise. And don't be stupid. But see, another thing you'll need to learn here, fellas, as well. She chose this ain't shit guy. And this is what I'm getting at. A lot of you ladies see the same shit. The good guy gets the ain't shit woman. And you sit there and you know you're a better woman than the one he chose. Especially if you knew a person. And I know you hate sitting there because somebody's getting ready to make a mistake. It's like watching a horror movie. You're telling the person to run. And then you feel some kind of way after that person finds out and they're heartbroken. You don't want to fuck with them anymore. Because it's like, yeah, I used to like it before you made that decision, but now... I can't fuck with you. So some of you ladies may wonder why the guy was admiring you and on your tip when you get ready to go for the ain't shit guy that you found out later that wasn't shit. And now that you got bamboozled, you're trying to backtrack to that guy that saw you go into that saw blade. He don't want to have nothing to do with you. Mm-mm. He might have sex with you. But a relationship? Shit, no. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. This is how they avoid it. Look, bottom line comes down to this. When you have to start making excuses for him, when you have to start building him up more than he really is, if he didn't measure up to the same expectations when you guys started in a relationship to that point where you are and you've had to fill in the blanks for him, you're a fucking fool. You're delusional because he is the way he is, not the way you would like to envision him to be, not the way you'd like to make him. This is who he is. We should have learned that shit from the election with Trump. He wasn't going to change. He was who he was. Republicans were sitting there hoping, well, maybe he's going to tone himself down. Bullshit, no need to. He is who he is. You accept him for who he is or not. But maybe you get it one day. I don't know about you folks, but uh, I've been looking at some of these uh, commentators on MSNBC and NBC. They need to quit letting these young teenage boys get on there oh in these goodness, dresses like with these know. short haircuts. Jowson, Makes no damn sense at all. Woman. Oh, damn, that's a woman. I'm sorry. Uh, mm. I can't lie. I thought she was a someone's son, too. 
I've been bullshitted again, people. Now, Patty asked the following question. I'm Sarasota, Florida. You have this podcast, but why don't you have anyone in your life? It seems like you're deserving of a wonderful woman, because after all, you seem to be a very nice gentleman. Patty. And she sent a nice photo of herself. Very beautiful platinum blonde. About in the mid, mid-40s. Well, Patty. I don't know how long you've been listening to the show. For the last six years, even before then, when I was doing the blog and doing the message board, I'm looking for the right lady to go forward with in life. Race, ethnicity, background, all that shit doesn't matter. It's about the quality of the person. And just like as you mature in life, you have more of a focus of what you need in your life as opposed to what you want in your life. And so, with that said, I've had all the women that I've wanted in life, all the exotics, all of the women that I thought would be fascinating. I had all of that. The size four models, the size zero women. Been there, done that. So, through all of it, I realized that what it left me with was an emptiness. Now, there were some relationships along the way that were very, very nice and very fulfilling. But there were terms and circumstances associated with those that were not suitable at the time. And I had to come to grips with that. I wasn't going to hold anyone back from going forward with their future. Women wanted to go to law school, medical school, wanted to pursue careers. I'm going to stand in their way. Because the last thing I did want to do was to make sure that they had the best opportunity in life to be the best they could be. I didn't want to be an obstacle. I didn't want to hold them back. Now, So with this, I'll take my time. You see, one thing you also have to remember, Patty, you're approached by more men than I am women. I'm actually, believe it or not, in a demographic that's not really that sought after. African-American, 61 years old, have glaucoma. Nah, not too many women are looking for that. So, therefore, just like women are selective on the kind of guy they're going to be with. I got to be selective on the kind of woman that I'm going to be with going forward. I'm not under any pressure. There's no one saying, oh, you got to get married. The only pressure I'm under is trying to be happy before I die. That's it. Plain and simple. So, my dear, I hope that answered your question. And by the way, beautiful photo okay folks let's get to the show I'm going to put you an email well it's a voicemail really from a young lady Felicia if you're listening 
I'm honoring your request by playing it. Where she has run into something that most women run into time and time again. Men doing too much. I'll be back right after this episode. Thank you, Stephen. New this morning, a Northwest side family may be waking up with some unanswered questions. So far, there is no word on what caused a fire in their home. It broke out late last night on a street called Doll Street, not far from Ingram Road and Callahan Road. Katrina Weber is there with a live report. And Katrina, it sounds like everyone is safe, but how bad is the damage? According to the fire department, this is not the first time that this house has been set on fire, but this is the first time that the fire took over the entire house. So apparently the owner of the house, she has two young kids that like to play with fires. I personally would probably beat their ass and not I'd give a fuck call the legal first department time, at the station but the mother, I don't know what coming. she has going on. I guess she like arsonists as motherfucking kids, but I don't play that shit, Becky. So we're going to go ahead and speak to the mother in just a few minutes. For some reason, the mother has been trying to attack me this whole time. But I'm going to make sure I get the full story for you, Becky. Did she and just I do open want to also thank the newscast for my first day on the job. Yes, she did. They can edit that part. Why y'all looking like that? They can. They can edit that part out, right? No, we gonna get back to her when we get the um, the mother when she stopped trying to fight me. We gonna get you know we gonna Does get back on the. Does she know we've been new. live? Oh, this is live. Yes, we were live the whole time. A lot of people don't listen to the news or are not abreast with current affairs. They say, oh, you know, politics and all the rest of that shit, I don't want to be bothered. Ladies, let me give you a little insight on something. Did you know that most serial killers who actually wind up with women that are like their girlfriends, accomplices, or wives, many of them do not watch the news. An example of this was the Green River Killer in Washington State years ago. Supposedly, they killed 40 women. They married a woman by the name of Judith. The only one he was in love with that he never considered killing. Even when he was with her, his rate of murder decreased. And she admitted that she never watched the news or anything like that. What I'm getting at is for many of these guys, you're a prime mark. So even the guys wanted by the police or whatever, or a suspect, you more than likely won't find out. Because you want to cordon yourself off from the world. 
It's not a good thing. I know you want to insulate yourself from bad news and all that. I get it. I totally get it. I'll listen to the news one time just to get the cycle going, see what's going on after that. Boom. Just to get the gist of what's happening today. You have an idea. You don't have to sit there and be a news junkie. And I think what a lot of times happens, and fellas, you've written in about this in particular, you have nothing to talk about with these women when you go on dates. Oh, I don't listen to the news. I don't listen. And what do you wind up talking? You talk about irrelevant shit that makes no sense. You talk about her poodle poopsie and how she's going to go and buy a sweater for him. Nobody don't give a fuck about that. He could do that with a relative. Let's just be honest. And ladies, this is how a lot of you wind up on these dates where the guy sees it's going nowhere and he's ready to leave or he's ready to ask you for some pussy. Or he puts you in the friend zone. I'm not saying that you got to be Reuters or damn NBC or anybody else. But where you at least have a mindset. Because what men are looking for is to see whether or not you have an opinion. Oh, I'm not into politics. I don't deal with politics. That's a strike against you for most guys. She's neutral. And so, because see, as men, we are very binary. We're yes, no, on, off, left, right, black, white. We're not the diplomats. And see, your diplomatic skills come into play, especially when it comes to damage control, where he's fucked up or something like that or where you're representing the family in such a way, or representing the relationship. You guys do that very well. You're detail-oriented. But here's the thing. The first thing a guy thinks of when he's dealing with a woman that's not kind of uh, knowledgeable of what's going on, there's some guys that love that. They want you dumb as fuck. They don't want you knowing anything. That's what they want. Because whatever they tell you, you'll believe. And that's the reason why a lot of you wind up in fucked up relationships with liars. Because he wants to be the authority. He wants to be the source. And you're sitting there, oh, honey, tell me more. And the reason why I say this, ladies, is because some of you have written in. And I can tell you right now. You need to start broadening your perspective. You complain about getting the same old men that treat you like shit. 
the men that calls you dumb as a rock, you get those guys all the time and you're complaining about getting those guys. Well, you're attracting them because of what you're projecting. Like I said, you don't have to be the smartest person in the world. You don't have to be one of these damn women that got to prove to a man how smart he is by telling him all this shit. You got to do all that. You can be you and just engage in the conversation. Those women will eat your lunch every time. They will eat your lunch every time. And it also will have an impact on the caliber of man that you get in your life. Because see, the one thing a man does not want is a dumbass woman or a misinformed one or an uninformed one. You could be the finest woman in the world. That's the reason why you see all these beautiful women going to Hollywood and they wind up with a whole bunch of dick and no man. They had no substance behind them. Something we don't talk about much. As men, we don't say these things to you directly, ladies. And the reason why we don't say it, we show it. Thinking that you'll probably pick up on the clue. You know what used to uh, amaze me? Monica used to like to go into the LA Weekly. And she liked to look for little venues. Which I thought was kind of cool. What you'll find is that a woman who's kind of knowledgeable of things not necessarily where she... One thing that we expect coming out of the womb after we realize how men are treated, our expectations are very low for society to respect us as men. Doesn't matter what race you are as a man. The reason being, other men made that possible. Hard on us, easier on you as ladies. That's the way society is. Nothing's wrong with it, for the most part. But when it comes down to equality, if we're going to be equal, you got to be equal without conditions. Equal pay, equal work equal respect all the way down without any deviation and there are some women that are not ready for that yet don't want to do that they still want to cherry pick when they don't feel like doing something you the man i'll give you another example ladies if you're one of these women where the garbage can is full, your husband's at work, but it's not 
so heavy that you could take it out. But instead, you say, no, no, that's his task. He's the man. He gets home from work and smelling the garbage. And he goes and he takes the bag and realizes the bag's not that heavy. He's going to look at you and say, hmm. He's not going to say anything to you directly, more than likely, but he now kind of knows. And the reason why most men like women who take the initiative, and when I say men, I'm talking about secure men in their masculinity. Not these insecure men that, oh, you got to wait until I say you can do something. That's insecurity. You got to reassert yourself all the time. Share tasks, share duties. Nothing's wrong with that. Now, if it's something that you can't physically do, that's understandable, without a doubt. And another thing, ladies, that will definitely, men don't say anything about it, but I've talked about this before, farming him out to other people without letting him know. I told my girlfriend you'll be over there to help her install the shelves in her closet. But when are you going to call me about it? Oh, honey, you know, she's a friend of ours, and hmm. This is the way a lot of you ladies give away your man. He gets over there, and she's in booty shorts, asking him, did he want some wine while he was working on things? Hmm. You got to watch it. You have to watch it. You know, it's kind of funny because as men, we won't volunteer our women to do shit like that. Nope. Ain't gonna happen. Yeah, man, I'm gonna send my wife over there to do your taxes. Don't worry about a thing. <laughs> yeah, right. See how comfortable that could be? Another thing too, uh, fellas. Women won't tell you this to your face. She might like you too much. Most women do not like men that have a whole bunch of male roommates. The reason for that, she already knows somebody in that room wants to fuck her. If not everybody. So she may feel uncomfortable. She may be caught in some awkward situations. And she knows more than likely she's not coming over to your place unless she's verified that you're going to be there. If you ever want a woman pissed off at you fellas, try to surprise her by going over to her place and she has a whole bunch of female roommates and she's not home. 
He's going to ask you 90 million questions. Well, you knew I didn't get off work until so-and-so, so why were you over there? Be careful with your surprises, fellas. If she ever has beef with one of her roommates, the only thing they got to say is, well, you know, he was in between my legs, blah, 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 blah. Even though nothing happened, who is she going to believe? See, as men, we're not that trustworthy as far as society sees us in the first place. They think we're scoundrels for the most part. And to a certain degree, we are. <laughs> but this is the way some will go about doing things. But it's just always best to understand that one thing comes to the forefront. You don't want to have doubt or foster it when it comes down to integrity. You want to convey integrity to your partner. And you want the same thing reciprocated. Where they will understand that you're doing the right thing when they're not looking. As I told you before, guys, also, be very mindful of that question when we'll ask you. A lot of you have written in about this too. Which one of my girlfriends, if I wasn't around, which one of my girlfriends would you be with? If something happened to me, which one of my girlfriends would you be with? Fellas, don't let her box you in like that. The answer is, honey, I would only be with you. And if you were no longer with me, I would be by myself. Now she knows that's bullshit, but that's what she'd rather hear over you naming one of her girlfriends. Trust me, I fucked up like that one time. So honey, if something were to happen to me, who would you want to be with? Sharon? I mean, uh, she said, you answered that kind of quick. She had no idea, Sharon. It's the compulsion we have as humans to implement it. That's what makes us do stupid things. I was watching a series of uh, programs last night on a Discovery Channel about women that had fallen for guys. And I mean, this lady fell for this dude. He was lying to her left and right. Supposedly, he was a CIA agent. He was supposed to be, what was it, uh, special forces and some other shit. And he was only in his 40s. And he had done all of this grandiose stuff. And so, he got injured. Motorcycle accident. And she wanted to take him to the VA. And the problem was she couldn't because he wasn't a veteran. And he started telling her all this stuff about she had to watch the house and watch herself because the CIA sent an assassin to kill him and all this other dumb shit. 
all a fabricated lie. Because he used that to impress her because he hadn't done anything significant in his life besides that. And you have some guys that will do that. They will try to win you over, ladies, with the bullshit. And you could troll right through it. And let me tell you something, ladies. The best thing to do when a guy starts talking about, you know, how he was a Navy SEAL, how he was this and how he was that and just bragging about, just say, look, okay, well, that's all nice with your accomplishment. I want to know who you are. Not what you did, but who are you? Tell me something about yourself that has to do with nothing you own, drive, live in, or accomplish. Tell me about you as a person. What's your personality like? How do you express your feelings? Do you get mad often? How do you cope with disappointment? Sound like a therapist, don't I? But the reason why I'm asking these questions would be because these are the things that are going to help you sustain a relationship. That's what's important. There's a place for current affairs and all that shit later on. But for right now, you got to see in the beginning stages, you got to see whether or not this person has a sense of self first. Do they have an identity or do they have to mask it behind all these other things? these accomplishments, these achievements. Tell me about you. Because you're not going to be dating the ribbons, the badges, the awards. You're going to be dating the person. And ladies, will you tell men the most awkward thing that they can do is not be able to talk about themselves. I'm not talking about bragging. I'm talking about telling you exactly how they are. Because that's what's going to be important. That's what you're going to have to contend with. We'll talk in just a moment. Hey, Kim, why don't you tell me while you're meeting can this you, guy, David? Yeah, come on. Can you leave, please? Are you, my, fiance, my fiance of seven years is cheating on me. Okay, so obviously she's not with you. So. I think you should leave. Sir, we sleep in the same bed every night. So tell me she's not with me. Well, nothing, nothing's happening here, so you should leave. Sir. I understand what you're saying, but... I don't think you do. I've been with this woman 10 years. Yeah, we've had our ups and downs. And now this gentleman's here at a motel saying they're just going to dinner? I don't think so. Right, but you should leave. You're not staying here. Respectively. All right, folks, let me give you a little context on what happened here. 
the voice of the black man you heard, he is like a manager there or some representative of the hotel. The gentleman there went to follow up on his fiance to see where she was going. Fiance is with another dude. And of course, the gentleman from the hotel wants him to get off the property. He doesn't want an altercation. Now, you notice he said that they've been engaged for seven years and been together for 10. Gentlemen, please listen to those numbers. If you've been living together for 10 years, despite what a woman says about marriages on their piece of paper and all that bullshit, she wants to see some progress. And you guys sitting up there laying up for 10 years, having children, and thinking you're keeping pace with what's going on with everyone else. You're not. Because, see, even though you may think, well, hell, you know, we got a place to stay, we got this, we got that. She's probably looking at it from the standpoint, especially if she's a younger woman. If she's 28, 29, and she was with you starting at 18, she's not married, she's already had children with you, she's going to start becoming very resentful. From the standpoint, she got stretch marks, probably a fupa. And she could have stayed out a little bit longer and selected a better man with a better lifestyle. And that frustration kicks in. You know that question I always tell you never to ask your partner about, honey, am I the best you could possibly do when it comes to partner? reason why you don't want to ask a woman like that a question like that is because she's going to say let's talk about something else but she's disappointed despite these women saying oh well you know marriage is just a piece of paper etc etc they'll say that shit in the beginning because statistically women who live together cohabitate with a man without being married they leave around the 10th year You don't see any forward progress. And not only that, there's also enough time for them to really make an evaluation and say, you know what? I'm leaving this shit never coming back. And as I told you before, women usually wait about two years prior to them leaving. They make the decision two years prior to leaving. Long-term relationships and marriages. Because by this time, they have a feel on how things are going and what they're doing within that two-year period. They're making plans for the future without that partner. More than likely, just what this lady did by going to dinner with this gentleman at a hotel. Now, I'm willing to bet you she didn't talk to him about going to that hotel with that man. Probably didn't even ask him. Probably didn't even lie to him, just went. And here's the thing. When a person cheats on you, if they lie to you in order to cheat, believe it or not, that means they do give a damn about retaining the relationship. Even though the effort may not be a wholehearted effort, 
they're at least trying to lie to conceal themselves. A person that blatantly goes out and does it without any remorse, the relationship's over. You can try counseling if you want to. Like in this situation right here, there's a good probability that if they went into counseling, what's going to happen? She'll probably just go there and smile, nod her head, maybe register a few complaints, and still had a determination to leave. But, and this is where women get a lot of men. You guys don't get it sometimes. She knows that he wants her more than she wants him. And so therefore, that relationship's going to wind up being 70, 30, 80, 20. Or her being the heavy. And then she'll lay out the terms for him to keep her. Now, there are going to be caveats in there for her to fuck around with other people. Personal time, alone time, sabbaticals, relationship sabbaticals. Oh, she's going to have those things in the cards. Because she's like, well, yeah, we loved each other. And I really had these aspirations at one point, but I see this going nowhere and it was pointless for us to be together. But I can still use him. I can still have him as a security blanket just in case the new guy that I went out to dinner with doesn't pan out as a bullshitter. I still got an option. Now, a lot of women are not going to let that that power have a vacuum where there won't be anybody there. Now, what are some of the things that happens? Even though they're sleeping together, she probably might tell him, don't touch me. She probably hadn't given him some pussy in a long time. She pulled OPEC on his ass. You know what OPEC does when they cut production, right? That's what she's doing. But I'm willing to bet you, and I'm speculating now, I'm willing to bet you that there's a good possibility The guy that she took to dinner, I mean, that took her to dinner, will be able to sleep with her that night. Not because she's easy or cheap or anything like that. It's because she could actually purge and tell him everything that's going on. Now, here's another sad fact if you'd listen to this. She mentioned something about he wasn't her fiance. Ooh, that's a slow, cold burn, isn't it? He's trying to hang on to something that's not there anymore. There are two different phases of the relationship. She's left and he's still in it. Fellas, never allow yourself to get to this point. If she's stepping out on you and you know she's stepping out, when she comes back, just say, look, let's do this. 
we need to leave each other. How are we going to do it? She'll probably be relieved. This is the reason why I tell you guys not to stack up kids and all that shit and play house when you're with someone that you're not married to. Because there are going to be times in that relationship where you guys will get upset with each other and she's going to probably, for instance, might have gone to high school with her. And she did things a different way. Didn't move in with the guy. They didn't move in together. The girlfriend may not have any children. And what they decide to do is, uh, well, we're going to move in together. And we're going to be together for about 18 months. And then I'm going to propose to you. And before we start talking about having a child, let's get the house first. And they go get the three-bedroom, four-bedroom house. Then they have the child. Meanwhile, back at the bat cave, old girl sitting there in a 10-year relationship, damn near. She don't even have to be in her 10th year. And she's sitting there saying, well, what the fuck have we been doing? We're still in the same apartment. You're still making the same money. We still had the same struggle. We have kids. And we're going nowhere. And I tell you, it was really fucked up. Try this right out of high school. But both of you don't really have any developed skill sets. and you're stuck in that desert of low pay. You're trying to work all the overtime, you're working several other jobs, and then you get happy because you're working three jobs and now you made $90,000 in one year and you happy as fuck. But the sacrifice was the condition of the relationship you have. It was the stress and wear and tear on you and that's not a consistent way of making 90k a year next year could be totally different they can catch you overtime they could take the job away but you're not working one job to make that you're doing three i see people work themselves to death doing that bullshit to get the car in the house and then you sit back and you ask them, you know, all this shit you're buying is going to age. Yeah, but I got my house. No, you got payments. The bank owns the house. The bank owns the car. You start celebrating when you have the deed in your hand and you have the pink slip. Oh, you're being negative. No. You get ready to bite off when you can chew. And I've seen a lot of them do that. Go to bankruptcy court and shit. Mm-mm-mm. And it's sad. It's really sad to see that happen. But it does. And when it does, a lot of people don't know what the hell to do. The one thing that I will tell you folks if nothing else. 
before you get involved in a live-in situation, make sure you have some hard boundaries. I don't recommend you commingling funds. Not a good look. I don't recommend that. Now, you can take my recommendations, wipe your ass with it if you want to. I don't care. I'm just telling you what I wouldn't do. You're grown folks. You do what you want to. Rent need to be paid. Both of you are responsible for half your rent. Boom. Unless you have some other designated way it's going to go. Now, there are a few things that you got to realize, too, depending on the state that you're in. Laws are different in each state. I hope you guys don't buy any communal assets together. Going in there buying furniture together and that kind of shit. Cars together. Properties together. Opening up businesses together. Please understand, it's just like you opening up a business with a friend of yours down the street or somebody you don't even know. And what if she decides or he decides to say, enough of this shit, I want my half. I want you to buy me out. Buy me out on what? Well, after all, I moved into your house. I help you pay the mortgage on the house. I help you pay this and that. You know how that shit itemized. If they get a good attorney, they'll be reimbursed for some of that shit. Check your laws in your states, folks. Don't get me wrong, you can cohabitate and still have things work. These are considerations that you may have to acknowledge before getting involved because this shit can happen to you. And just because you think, oh, well, you know, we've been together, that shit ain't gonna happen. Like people don't change. A lot of times women will go out behind a man's back because they've never been taken out by the man. You come in there with that shit, oh, well, you know, I'm working, I'm providing you with lights, water, gas, food, and all that. You give her that fundamental, you know, sustenance argument. She's tired of hearing that shit. And she's going to reach out for somebody, whether it's online or wherever. And when she finds that dude, she's going to be more than glad. And she's going to try to spend more time with him as much as possible. That's her vacation away from you. Something to think about people. Seriously. Because I could tell you, in the beginning stages of any relationship, you're going to have that honeymoon period. Don't forget the other four-letter word besides L-O-V-E, love, is W-O-R-K, work. And that's what it's going to take for that relationship to function.
you know, I was very slow on dating women, still to this day I am, that have been in these long ass, long-term relationships where they've been cohabitating. Lady I met the other day, she was in four seven-year relationships. And I asked her out of curiosity, what did you get out of them? She had to think. I said, I'm sure there were some good times. She said, yeah, there were good times. I said, but when did you realize the relationship wasn't going anywhere? And she cracked me up. She said, I gotta be honest with you, about the third year in that relationship call work at it and call keeping it and they don't want to do either one for the most part they kind of like it where it's a situation where if they have an argument they can go out and sleep with someone else or go out and have a vacation or do whatever and not have the moral guilt of marriage on their shoulders and some people look at it as a control mechanism by the church It all depends. You know, it'd be nice if a woman could just tell a man, look, you know what? Why don't we just fuck for these years and see how things go? And we could get emotionally involved or whatever, but if it doesn't work, let's just walk away from each other. You're not gonna find any women that are gonna say something like that for the most part. But it'd be easier on them if they were to come out and admit it. But of course, they got to put all these inspirational quotes around anything they say, which I think that's the most useless thing in the world. If you got to get inspiration from a quote, well, goddamn, he's just think of y'all. You already know what you have to do in life? Sitting there with that placebo trying to make yourself feel better. Just go on and do what you need to do for your own benefit. And sometimes you gotta make some tough decisions. Shit, I was in a relationship once and I was trying to figure out, okay, how can I make this work? And then I sat her down and we started talking and I said, you know what? I don't think this relationship's going to work. And she says, yeah, I kind of agree with you. I said, why don't we do this? Why don't we just go and put on autopilot since we both are not going to be serious about each other. And whatever happens, it happens. And she was like, okay, that sounds cool. Now, I'm sitting there shocked because I thought I said something that was really going to upset her. But I didn't. She was down for it. And here's the crazy thing about it. Once we got that established, It was like she was relieved. 
and then she went into hyper fuck mode. She didn't have any problem wanting to have sex. That was like down. But what she thought she was going to be stuck with was this relationship with this guy that was going to be hard to break up with him and all this other shit. No. Didn't come down to that at all. But see, that's something that you have to really consider and think about first. A lot of times we don't. Something else I've noticed too. Haven't you ever noticed these people that always talk about they're happy to be single? They're some of the ugliest motherfuckers you ever seen in the world. There was a lady on TV today. I'm proud to be single. I love myself. That's a wonderful thing that you love yourself, man. I don't need any other person in my life. Yeah, and not too many people that would really think that they needed you either. But I guess this is a thing that makes them feel better. I'm sorry, if I'm ugly, I'm not telling nobody that, oh, I love being sick. No, I'm keeping my mouth shut. I got an ugly friend of mine. It cracked me up. He says, uh, I know I'm not the most handsome dude in the world. He says, so I got to make the women laugh. And he said, my job is to laugh them right out of their panties. I said, well, that's what you got to do. I haven't seen a woman yet that was drop dead gorgeous or beautiful or pretty that would openly say that she didn't need anybody and she loved being single loved being by herself despite the makeup despite the hair despite the nails and the long eyelashes and the contact lenses because she's thinking that beauty is only physically no it's your attitude that can be ugly uglier than the person's physical appearance so when I talked about ugly in that statement I made I was talking about not only physically, but mainly emotionally ugly. Because a lot of times these people have been rejected so much and don't understand why. And okay, that frustration kicks in. And no matter how much they try to doll themselves up, the main component that's fucking them up is something they need to work on that they think is fine. And that's fine for somebody else's satisfaction for their own because that's the very thing that's holding them back from actually being in a successful relationship or even being liked by other people well enough to be invited to venues and to be included in certain circles. We focus more on the optics 
and not the internal beauty. And that's what messes us up. Puts us behind the eight ball. You can only love yourself first before you can love someone else. The minute you start loving someone else more than you love yourself and loving them first, you're going to fuck up. You're going to wind up coming up short. And you're going to realize that those people are going to be the dependency for you to feel better about yourself. And when you get to that point, your self-esteem is so low, it's just like a pair of drawers around your ankles. It doesn't have to be that way. It doesn't have to be that way. The only way it would be that way is if you allow it and if you condone it. More in a moment. I'm not losing my mind. I need an opinion from an objective man. I met this guy on Match.com and he has given me this elaborate history of him being a special ops, the CIA, and special forces. He's 44 years old and every time we get together he tells me about some adventure that he has been on. What are your thoughts on this? Because my friends are very skeptical and don't like him. I'm trying to give him a fair chance because he's really handsome and I really like him. back with my opinion on what I thought of what he told you. I had a few friends of mine that got into certain government agencies. They didn't brag about it. They didn't talk about it. Still don't to this day. Things that they can't share. You will find that the people who didn't do shit are the very ones bragging about it. That's your first red flags, ladies. When a guy starts basically making himself a hero to impress you, that's a red flag. You need to take notice. And of course, they will come up with every other excuse along the way. Here's the problem. Ladies, men size you up before they present you with that. They know not to present that to certain other women. What kind of women? 
do they like going for with things telling you like they were an assassin with the CIA or they were on a special ops mission and so many people got killed and they killed so many people and all this other shit. They look for the low information female. The lady that doesn't read the news or listen to the news. The woman who doesn't read too many books outside of maybe romance novels or something like that. She's more isolated. She's easier to manipulate and control. A woman who is abreast with current affairs, she's not falling for it. But these guys insist on doing this because this is their way of measuring up to things that they measure down to. They didn't try. You know, as I told you, when I got out of high school, my stepfather gave me a hundred bucks. I said, see ya. Mom was against the idea. Tell him, no, that's okay. I went on and joined the Marine Corps. And all he was bragging to all those people about me being in the Marine Corps. I didn't like the bastard, as you know. So it never dawned on me as something I had to measure up to prove to him. Hey, you're just trying to survive those 13 weeks without laughing so much. Because there's a hell of a lot of things to laugh at Marine Corps boot camp, let me tell you. You have no idea. Because you're meeting a cross-section of people from throughout the world. Different habits, different backgrounds, different idiosyncrasies. But one thing that men will try to do, ladies, they will try to impress you with their military background. The men who have served, they don't need to brag. They have no reason to brag. They actually participated in what they wanted to do. It's the ones that feel as though they should have had it. Now, those of you listened to the show a few years ago, I think it was two years ago, a lady left a message similar to this. Well, the guy said that he was in Navy SEALs, Green Beret, and some other tactical unit and the CIA. And he was only in his 30s. A guy like that, um, you probably would have heard about him in some way, form, or fashion. But she went on a date with him. And the lies escalated. Now, ladies, the reason why men do this is grounded in one thing. You remember that word I always tell you about that men fear and some women fear as well in relationships? It's called inadequacy. They feel as though they haven't done enough, so they do too much. Because they're trying to take you on this odyssey. I remember a friend of mine years ago, he started hanging out with these other folks and we were called the practical people. The reason being we live within our means and below our means. 
we couldn't afford something we just said we couldn't afford it and that was it well we were kind of boring to him he chose to hang around friends that were living high on the hog far beyond their means on credit cards loans you name it well he met a very attractive young lady her family had resources And so he tried to measure up. He fell short in so many areas. And what was funny, when I started dating Monica, he wanted me to ask her certain questions. What's the best kind of wine to get? What's the best watch to get a woman? What's the best vehicle to buy a woman? And I'd ask Monica those things naively and she asked me she said well what why does he want to know these things and I, I told her I said well you know he's trying to impress this lady she said he doesn't have the resources to do it but he's going about it the wrong way she should choose him she's the one with the money if she's not choosing him and he's trying to impress her there's a problem that was a valuable lesson I learned from her in that she chose me because there was no way in the hell I could afford Monica. But what happened, he went on and played this game with this woman. And he went to dinner one evening. And he pulled out his credit card in order to pay for the meal. Well, the price of the meal exceeded his credit limit. And of course he struggled for a few with the different credit cards. Most of them were maxed out. And what he told me was, she looked at him and she said, you're playing a game, aren't you? And he thought it was in the context of him joking around with the credit cards. What she was telling him was that you can't afford the lifestyle that I live. Of course, he wound up paying the tab. And he was bummed out. She never wanted to speak to him again. He was toast. That's the downside to deception, fellas. But ladies, let me tell you something as well. Many of you ask for honesty, but you don't provide it yourselves. I've told you once and time again, you look at any of these dating profiles, the one thing you'll see women put in their bio is that they want a man who's honest, but they never say that they're honest themselves. Now, in that sense, some men look at it from the standpoint, well, since she didn't state that she's honest, why should I? So these guys will go and come up with these elaborate tales. I know eventually you'll catch them, ladies, but see, a lot of these guys are doing it short term. 
so that they can sleep with you, scam you out of money, use you or whatever it is, and then they're on their way. What happens to many of them, they get caught up because after all, you're still trying to have a relationship. He's trying to have an opportunity. And he realizes, well, hell, she's kind of slowing this down a little bit so I can stay a little bit longer and feed. Now, the interesting thing is when they're confronted with people about their history, they rarely have anyone that can actually validate because you got to remember this is their narrative this is what they would have liked to have done some of you have written a show talking about well you know kind of skeptical on this or that my exes are on the show all the time have what seven exes that come on the show regularly got friends that come on the show who were out there with me at the time. Because there are so many people that listen to the show that could correct me on things because they were there. But here's the problem. For these guys, they tell these women these things for a short-term benefit. And ladies, they will marry you to the last iota. They will make you think that everything you wanted is in that person. And they're doing this deliberately. They win you over that way. Then they can use you another way. Now, you have some guys who don't have game. They don't know how to talk to women. So what they do is use money and items to replace the personality they don't have. Again, this works well for low-hanging fruit when it comes to women. The pretty young lady that's not that informed that really looks at a lifestyle more important than anything else. He realized the only thing I have to do is just give her things that'll shut her up. Because the reason why he's doing this is to give her things so that he can then set how the relationship is going to be under his terms. Now, ladies, when he starts talking about he was in special ops, CIA, FBI, and all of this other stuff, The one thing you gotta ask yourself, why is he leading with this instead of telling me more about who he is as a person? You don't go on a dating site looking for a CIA agent or a special ops person or an assassin, do you? You're actually looking for someone that you can see whether or not you guys can actually have a sustainable relationship and go forward based on the way you interact in the beginning. That's what you're looking for. At least most rational people. But as I told you before, the way 
this whole introductory thing starts in relationships is like a bell curve. If you can envision a plane taking off, you're at the airport, you're taxiing down the runway. Now, everything this person has told you, the expectations, they've given you those expectations at certain levels about them. So you have this anticipatory mindset that when you meet this person, they're going to be at a certain elevation in respect to your expectations. So let's say he set those expectations at 34,000 feet, being cruising altitude. You meet this guy and he's building himself up. Job, career, money, vision for the future, investments, all the happy talking, the good stuff, the superficial stuff you start with in the beginning of most uh, interactions with the relationship. And so, now you're at that zenith. You're at 34,000 feet, metaphorically. Now this person's built you up with text messages, chatting and that kind of thing and talking on the phone. So you're expecting for him to meet the expectation at that point. Well, let's say he taps it. And you start to, you meet this guy and you start to see that he's trying to bring it down a few notches. Well, I'm not quite the CEO of the company. I'm an executive vice president. But I will be in line for CEO. I'm seventh in line. But why did you say you were the CEO of the company before you went on a date? And now that you're there, because see, some guys think, okay, I did enough to get her on the date now to be truthful with her, which is happening now. You lose an altitude. You've now lost that level of expectation she was expecting. And what she's doing is listening to you to see whether or not you're going to crash. <coughs> because now you've fallen short of one expectation. Well, you know, I told you I was—I have my own house, but um, I'm sharing a house with a whole bunch of roommates. Again, it's an altitude. Yeah, I told you I was working full-time, but I'm working part-time. It's an altitude. And what's it doing, ladies? Lowering your expectations to see whether or not you will adjust to where he actually is. But then again, how would you know that? Because he's already lied to you in the initial stages to pique your interest, to get you out there on a date. And then he's going to try to win you over by bringing down the reality to a little bit more practical means. You know, like when some of you ladies catfish and you put the filters on, especially that youth filter, that one that makes you look 10 years younger than you are, that one. And so what happens, he has expectations. And of course, when you walk through that door on a date, he's like, oh, okay, wait a minute. Yeah. 
Carly opens up his phone and looks at your profile and says, not even close. But I'll go through with it. This is how some people start out in bad relationships and don't realize it. You make an exception in the beginning. Now, had that person, a guy, been honest with her in the beginning and said, look, you know what? I'm executive vice president of the company. I share a house with roommates and I work part time. What would have been at his advantage? You gave the woman an honest decision to make based on the information you provided. So she'll be comfortable and more confident in the decision she makes if she chooses to be with you or chooses not to. But when you take that choice away, it's very deceitful. Well, do you think she's going to trust you after that? Probably not. Now, ladies, let me tell you who guys who did what I just described in that bell curve scenario with the plane. They go for women, the very type of women who really can't break up with the guy because I don't know about how he would feel about it and I really have to think about it. That's the person he's looking for. Because he realizes he's honest with her now, or at least as honest as he plans to be with her. And she still goes through with it. Now, of course, he's going to stay the course. Since he got past all the hype. And what you have to realize at that point is you're getting something that you may not be aware of. Because the reason being, if he had to lie and embellish in order to try to get your attention and try to get you in the first place, don't you think he's going to use that to try to keep you as well? But see, these guys are hoping that you will make excuses for him. That's how they hang around for so many years and you stay in that marriage trying to struggle and trying to make it work. He has the Midas touch on that and he knows he can go out and get another woman and go through that same cycle. Because these guys size women up before they even talk to them. When I first glanced up at Monica, I said, wow, she's a nice looking lady, but totally out of my league. I didn't think nothing of it. She was the one that made the first move. And you're talking about somebody that felt helpless and defenseless. Everything she wore that day cost more than everything I owned. she liked me. And I explained to her, as I told you before, folks, I was just a corporal in the Marine Corps wearing my dress blues that day and make a deposit in the bank. I only made $820 a month. 
This woman literally handed me half of my monthly salary at that time and told me to take her to lunch. And that sparked our relationship. You know, the one thing that you got to come to grips with, being honest and being yourself up front is the best way. Ladies, don't tell men what your ex-boyfriend used to buy you and where he used to take you. We're not, we don't compete like that. We don't get shamed like that. That's something that women shame each other doing. We'll say, oh, well, that was nice. Maybe you should be back with him. Because we know that we can get a woman cheaper than you for better quality. That's the option we have. And as I told you before, men, the first woman that a man goes for is the woman he needs to help lift his self-esteem. The first man a woman usually goes for is the man that she wants because she has more choices than he does in women. And it's usually reversed later on in life. He wants the young, hot babe in his 40s. She's needing a man that's more stable than settled. But we don't think about that. We just go through. I'm telling you, your feelings are not your friend. Your feelings is a fair weather friend, just like a coworker. Your logic, that's your friend. That's your best friend. That's your go-to. Because your feelings will fluctuate. And it will guide you down paths to doing stupid things. For people unnecessarily. Doing too much. I never forget one night, Monica and I went out and she had this friend and her friend had a guy that she had just started dating. Oh, and he was cutting everybody down. He was supposed to be Mr. Big Shot. And he's talking about all the property he owned. He had his own private jet. He was going on and on, which was no big thing because Monica's family had their own. But he wanted and wanted to let everybody in the world know. There was only why a lot of these guys do it, believe it or not. It's for other men to admire them. You know the trophy wife thing, or trophy girlfriend thing. That's one thing I never did. If I was with a woman, I genuinely was with her. Didn't matter about race. What are you made of? As human beings, we all cost about $527 if we went to buy all the raw materials to make a human being. So we're all equal in that sense. Well, then again, if you're fat, it might be $725 because they might need extra phosphorus and maybe 
Let me stop. <laughs> but in all sincerity, there's nothing wrong with being fat. Hell, I got a gut. Scary. But the one thing I want you to understand, though, is this. Fellas, you don't have to do all this shit. You don't have to go out like some of you have written in, as I've told you before, taking out payday loans to go out on dates, taking out credit cards to go out on dates, borrowing money from relatives, going into your savings, going into your 401k for dates. There are women out there that will say, you know what? Let me tell you what a good woman does for you guys so you won't have to go through all this shit. A good woman will say, well, honey, I'm going to take you out to so-and-so and so-and-so. And And she'll say, well, wait a minute. Why are we going to waste $600? I appreciate the effort. I have coupons. We can go here. I'm going to spend all that money. Take her lead, fella. When she says she's trying to save you money, what she's doing is giving you a warning by saying, um, this time around, I'm going to save your ass and see whether or not you get the message. In other words, she's helping him save money. Now, see, this is the thing. If he's going to go and let his machismo take over and says, nah, I don't do coupons. We're going here. That tells her two things. One, she was not appreciated for her effort. And two, he didn't listen to her. Just because you spend that money on her that night and she goes silent on your ass, there's a good possibility you're not going to get a second date. Now, who will love this kind of situation will be a woman who sees you as nothing more than a commodity, a lifestyle. She's not going to help you. She's not going to complain. That's the difference. A practical woman, if she starts looking out for you in the beginning, she's going to be there in the end. But some of you guys don't really go that far because you're still focused on trying to impress her. I never forget the first time Monica and I went to dinner and I told the story before. They had this little small ass table for the life of me. I don't know why the hell whoever invented that table would make it that damn small. You could barely get two plates on there and two glasses of wine. When I opened up that menu, I saw three digits on almost everything on that menu. And the two digits were over $50. I'd never dated a filthy rich woman before. We at Romantic Truth appreciate your listenership. Listeners, you're invited to stream and listen to Jawson's music on Apple Music, Amazon Music, Spotify, Audio Mac, or Deezer.
Type in J-A-U-S-A-N in the search for artists to follow and like modern instrumental music from his discography. The views and opinions expressed on this podcast are those solely of the host and are not condoned or endorsed by Romantic Truth, Anchor or any of its affiliates. The advice given herein is the expressed opinion of the host and not to be used for legal, marital, or family, counseling, or for professional practice purposes, in the event for professional assistance. Please contact the local licensed professional family counselor, marriage counselor or social services professional in your region. If you need someone to talk to in regards to help, you may contact the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 800-273-8255, available 24 hours. All correspondences read on the show have been pre-screened and pre-approved by the submitter to be aired on the show. Be advised that all of the background music of production not provided by Anchor is owned by James Adams and Jaws and One Music exclusively licensed for this Romantic Truth podcast under waiver. Please understand that there were no people or animals hurt in the segments of this show including plants. All sound effects were improvised in the studio setting with props. We are an equal opportunity employer with two Yorkie poodles and a rat terrier as the security detail. Please be advised that the content of this podcast is under copyright by Romantic Truth and James Adams.